0: I'm Sally Kirkman from sallykirkman.com, and I'm here today with Christina Rodenbeck from theoxfordastrologer.com, and we're here to talk to you about astrology, the month ahead, also looking at what's been going on, and it's quite exciting times, isn't it, Christina? How have things been for you? (sighs)
1: Well, you know it's uh what a month we've just had and you know the previous month and what a month to look forward to it's up and down uh it's been up and down for me i've been traveling a lot as you know Uh, i'm now back at home the weather is unreal um Mm -hmm. which is really what we've been sally and i were talking before we started this podcast and we just had a very long conversation um, because it's been such a strange time that we've been through and we're expecting it to continue in its strangeness. And we realized that it's been very Uranian, didn't we? Yes. Um, yes. We have- and is, We've just, we're just coming out of the, that full moon in the middle of August, which made an exact square to the planet Uranus and Taurus. And it was a, Uh, an Aquarius full moon. So it was very Uranian. And um, actually I was just telling Sally, it's really to cut a long story short, how uh, my husband had a meeting on that day. And it's important that you know that uh, it was the day after his birthday. So obviously the full moon was right on his chart Hmm. and he had a meeting with someone and it seemed fine. And uh, luckily he had a meeting and he was with his brother and they came away from the meeting, and they they were like, "Yeah, we did really well. We won. We negotiated that fantastically." And then about half an hour later, they looked at each other and they said, "That person was not the person that he he said he was. <laughs> actually, been talking to someone who was an imp- who was impersonating someone else." Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, why is that happening on this Aquarius full moon? Because I've been quite worried about him, and. It's to do with that Saturn-Uranus square, don't you think?
0: Yes, it is. I mean, we talked about it, I think. We were we were both a bit, what is this full moon going to be about? Um, you know, because the Saturn-Uranus square that dominated 2021 is back. And yeah. it was really back kind of, I think, at the beginning of August, actually, because there was the yep. Mars-Uranus conjunction. And then, you know, Mars in Taurus was triggering the Saturn-Uranus square, really, from the beginning of the month. Um, but you know very obvious I think at that full moon on August the 12th so you know there may be people listening in who also had kind of uh, weird experiences or things going on you know a little bit bonkers Um, and I've just had this and and of course it's going to get closer it Mm. gets very close October I think they're about one degree apart and then they just move away at the end of the year so we're back in this sort of saturn reality uranus which we've kind of been talking about and discovering is sort of unreality isn't it i mean really
1: well we think i think the best word that we've come up with was surreal because by the way this impersonation made no sense yeah it was uh, you know why would you do that was really why you know what we came out of and you know i've I've had some clients who've also had really sort of weird crazy ass stuff happen around yeah. that full moon and in the first that beginning of August. because you're right it's it's all been those first few weeks it's been august yes. it's been surreal, and even yeah. my experience in the United States at the beginning of July was surreal, some of it, and was yeah. triggering triggered by this you know this this uranian atmosphere that's going on. Yeah, and we're moving towards of course the station which is coming on the 24th and when you get to a station which means a planet turns retrograde that mm. you get intensity it starts to intensify whatever the atmosphere of that planet is and it's interesting that it's in um you know it's uranus and taurus so mm. it's it's real surreal if you see what i mean it's mm-hmm. real life things happening mm-hmm. um
0: Yeah, just to sort of add, I think the other, because it's, I mean, I've just been having years of Uranus transits, I've been living them so much change in my life. And I felt very kind of displaced and disconnected from reality from society, in a way, it's kind of the norms of society, conventional life, I was really getting a lot of confrontation head on, but hang on where I'm at in my life, I don't fit in. You know, Um, I do fit in. So there's also, you know, that theme of Uranus is playing out really strongly. And one of the things that gave me comfort during this period, I binge watched season four of Stranger Things. I mean, you know, Stranger (laughs) Things, talk about Uranus, and it's kind of, it's there's an upside down world there. It's not, you know, they've got their reality. They're they're Hawkins, the town of Hawkins. And there's this upside down, topsy-turvy world that's underneath them, above them, beyond wherever it is. So, I mean, that just kind of thought, no wonder I was quite enjoying losing myself in that. It's, well,
1: and literally stranger Uranus things, Taurus, right? Yeah. That, is, <laughs> that is Uranus and Taurus, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, The other person that I was worried about was my daughter. I thought, oh, gosh, how's this going to work for her? She's Taurus. She's got Uranus on her sun. Mm. Uh, she's got this full moon at right angles to her chart you know i i thought you know first of all be careful of fire you know because she was um because mars is involved with this as well and in fact she had a fantastic time on the full moon because she went to a uh, a festival right (laughs) and a festival that was completely weird and you get out of your head and you're not in reality at all you just think okay that's it i'm not doing reality for this time so she went to uh, you know, Boomtown Fair, which is one of these festivals, which is completely invented space, yeah, for, yeah. invented just for that time, which is perfectly surreal. Yeah. Um,
0: so, so this is now our advice, isn't it? For <laughs> this Uranian time, Uranus turning retrograde really I mean so we're feeling its intensity on the 24th as we move into Virgo season is either find a rave or or do something you know that is a bit weird or out of reality do some you know embrace the surreal in a way um you know and forget (laughs) real
1: and understand what's real life and what's not real life because that is danger isn't it and we also the other thing we have in britain going on is the surreal tory party leadership Yes, um, i don't even know the race i mean we have ridiculous person i mean they're actually if it weren't i mean it must be hilarious for people outside britain to watch because they're two fools
0: well we they're caricatures somehow aren't they i keep thinking it's like the battle of the muppets it's like two yeah. muppet characters they're caricatures they don't you know they don't they have no sense of what's going on yeah. with society at all both of them for different reasons
1: which again is this uranus saturn square it this there's not they're not grounded right yeah. they're just yeah. talking yeah and they're
0: not uh, of, of the word. people are they they're
1: not of the people at all they're which not aquarius you know it, the aquarius is the people right mm. and they're detached from that yeah yeah so there's this huge split with the with this i mean i i can i can not stand to watch them because they are of course going to be even more destructive um continue the destruction that's been going on yeah um because the other surreal the the kind of conflict between like what's real and what's talked about in the media what's really happening what's talked about in the media there's this disjuncture isn't there? this Mm is disjoint Mm -hmm. um disjointed um i keep on thinking about the um i've been very bothered about the rivers you know around here and in the whole country the fact they're completely so you know they've been completely polluted they're the most polluted in europe and we're the only country in the world that has completely privatized its water systems mm. um and that is reality people's water you know and it's also people's reality here that their energy prices are going to go up by what's the latest number is it
0: oh, uh, 76% 80% that kind of figure
1: I, in yeah. october and then 80%, 80% something like that i think mm-hmm. martin lewis the great um moneyexpert.com guy yeah. says so I think he's he, it's at 80% now. Yeah. So that is reality. The reality is that people's the actual people will be experiencing a saturnian thing in mm-hmm. the in the sign of electricity, right, which is aquarius. Yeah. The actual people are going to be experiencing this terrible um actual theft in fact, a the theft of their money because yeah. the other side of this is that they shareholders in these companies, electricity companies are get still getting their dividends. Anyway. Oh,
0: and their profits tripling. You their
1: know, profits tripling. Their
0: profits tripling. And and interestingly, you know, Uranus in taurus the sign of the money. It's kind of Uranus takes away, splits off. You know, it's the money's kind of going out of the pockets of the real people. You know, the the majority of people, but going into the pockets of other people. Yeah. It's kind of you know take from take from the poor and give it to the rich. That's what's happening at the moment. It's literally
1: that. It's literally mm-hmm. that that we're seeing, and it's quite extraordinary that, you know, uh, that it's become. It's always been obvious, but it's become incredibly obvious that yeah. the and and in fact that our government seems to be organised to take from the poor and give to the rich i mean yeah. we we now can you can now look at the statistics of what happened during the pandemic of who made the money
0: yeah um, you,
1: can. you can look at the numbers of who made the money and it's friends of the government mm. so we're living in this surreal it's it is quite surreal it feels completely bizarre that nothing can be done about it as well speaking of well, which
0: we maybe need a blooming revolution, <laughs> yeah. but you know we all just sort of put up with it. And oh God, it's awful. Talk about it, but you know,
1: I yeah, I mean, well, one of our issues is, and this brings us to Virgo season, doesn't it? Is the um, you going to the say way that the, country, the, <laughs> the way this country is structured is that you have a uh, you have the people in government, and then you have the opposition to the government, mm. um, and you have a leader of the opposition. Mm. And uh, the leader of the opposition is a Virgo. Yeah, Keir Starmer. He is. Sir Keir, who is lovely, a very nice man, but he is not the Rottweiler that we need.
0: No, Virgo isn't a Rottweiler. No, <laughs> he's, he kind of confirms it, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> he confirms it. He doesn't have that kind of. Uh, he's he's He gets the details right. Mm. And, and this is very Virgo's to get the details right. He means well. Um, but he doesn't have that uh, killer instinct that you need in your politicians.
0: No, mm. mm. oh, It's true. It's true. He's a nice guy. <laughs> very nice.
1: He's nice. very nice. He's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> um, well turned he, out, you know, Virgo. Yeah. He gets the details right. He's correct about many things, but mm. he's not. Yeah. Uh, he's not. And he it does... He, I feel that he is not doesn't see himself quite in the role of um, protector enough. You know, mm. we need someone who is feels themselves to be protecting the people. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Protection from these from the ravening, um, uh, what are they called? You know, the ravening asset strippers who have stripped the assets of this country. Yeah, yeah yeah not to get political or anything I know that (laughs) I know I thought
0: when you were talking about Virgo season you were going to go into the harvest actually oh really yeah I I did I thought you were going to talk about the harvest because of course Virgo is harvest season Mm -hmm. and you know with all that's going on this intense heat as well Mm -hmm. and this kind of bizarre weather that we've been having throughout you know Leo season I mean it's been unusually hot in the UK, Europe, and I think other areas around the world as well, the, the weather's just going bonkers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
1: been unreal. I mean, the, the, it's been so hot here that my garden actually looks like someone has taken a blowtorch to it. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm really not exaggerating. It's crisp.
0: Yeah. And we have hose pipe bands all over the place now, don't we, in the south of England? So, you know, you've just got to let it go. You've got, you can't, you know, you can't have an abundant, beautiful, moist, fertile garden right now. Mm. It's all. So, you know, we're moving into Virgo season, which is the season of the harvest. But what are we able to harvest? <laughs> you know, wow. there's as much food that we would like to take for the winter. I mean, traditionally, Virgo season was about you gather the food and you literally sort the wheat from the chaff. And you yeah. get your food ready and prepared for the, you know, moving through the winter months in the northern hemisphere. So you're ready until new life comes again in the spring and then you can start sowing seeds and growing. I mean, that's one of the real visual aspects of the zodiac. And this is Virgo's season, so it's going to be interesting to see what you know what well, we and can-
1: Virgo is often depicted as a lady carrying a sheaf of of wheat, yes, um or a sheaf of corn, yeah. and um as you say, that's what's supposed to happen, of course, having had brexit and gotten rid of all the people who actually do the harvest in this country they've been having farmers have been having to hire been have had to hire people from as far afield as Indonesia, for example,
0: yeah.
1: Which is bad, yeah. also surreal, Uranus and Saturn, it doesn't make sense, but yeah. that's actually what's been happening. And lots of uh crops are gonna be lying in the fields again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how many years it's been now that there's been this problem with the with actually harvesting here, yeah. which would which is quite interesting, isn't it? Um, as a phenomenon astrologically, I mean, what one would associate with this long period it's not been that their crops haven't grown it's that they haven't been harvested Mm. Um,
0: yeah i don't know off the top of my head what (laughs) the astrological theme would be why um but i think also one of the things moving into this virgo season and also we've got you know mars in gemini now it moved in on the 20th and it's there forever so we've got the sun and Mars both moving into mutable star signs. So there's this real mutable energy. And that kind of makes me think, you know, we're ducking and diving. We're trading and sharing. We, You know, there's a lot. We've got to change the way we do things actually moving into this mutable season. Um, you know, there's, there's always mutable signs are kind of flexible, adaptable. They're able to swap things. So so it's a very different energy right now moving, moving forward in the month ahead.
1: Mm. Hmm. um Do we want to start with the I mean, we've kind of started going into what the, the month ahead, haven't we? So shall we start with that Uranus um, station on the 24th or? Um,
0: I'd quite like to go to. Well, I think we've talked about that, haven't we? It's it's kind of in a way we have it's, you know, again, we're going to be feeling this bonkers weirdness, I think, in the world with Uranus or displacement disconnectedness i mean you know that's that's what uranus does in a way so Mm -hmm. it's it's intensifying and it's starting to intensify the saturn uranus square again
1: yeah i mean it already has it's it's a continuation of of the weirdness that we've had for the last couple of months really Um, i mean what we've (laughs) gone i was just gonna say because uranus just continues to be um, making a conjunction to the North Node, right? So we're going into, the, you know, the North Node and Uranus are both very sort of future oriented. So one of the things that we might see more, you know, is what's the future going to be like? Is what are the possibilities of the future?
0: Yeah. And we need we need radical change, don't we, for many things? This the system is broken in many ways. So we need radical change. And Uranus the plus side of Uranus, it can do that. It's it's about innovation. It's about new inventions. It's about new technologies. That's the plus side of Uranus. Um, and also, I kind of, you know, this is, if we're getting back to the, the, the star signs, I mean, obviously going to be very important for Aquarius. And I did have an Aquarius client who kept saying that what's going on that things keep breaking down on me. <laughs> and I wonder also whether that's to do with the... Um, you know, whether it's to do with the Saturn Uranus square, I mean, Aquarius, she's an Aquarius, you know, Aquarius is it, at the crux of this. So if it that what is broken, what needs to be fixed, there's
1: there's that kind of theme as well. Yeah. And a lot of stuff is going to break. Um, there's more things to break. I do feel um, that because Uranus isn't Taurus, we actually, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. We have right. the technology for the future. We have it already. We don't have to invent new stuff. We've yeah. got the stuff. It's a yeah. matter of apl- application, and this whole climate disaster that has been this summer, um, yeah. we're probably going to have floods next. I'm assuming. Yes. Um, you know, it seems like that we've had fire, we've had flood. You know, what else do we need? Mm. Uh, you know, a plague of cockroaches um, mm. to wake us up? And Uranus is the is the awakener. It's saying, wake up. What's yep. happening on the planet you know yeah. and other things as well wake up also to what's happening with currency and money because it's in taurus yeah there's still that is not settled down at mm. all uh mm. this whole business with cri- cryptocurrency or the exchange rate i mean the the pound for instance has gone down the tubes mm. um but there and it it used to be one of the hard currencies but in some places it being treated as not a hard currency anymore yeah. Um, yeah but that continues and that may intensify again around this uh the uranus station on the 24th of august i've put up the mm. new moon on the 27th of august which brings in um you know all of, a lot of these themes but yeah, yeah. I
0: it does. And Earth, you know, there's that as you're saying, it's really important that Uranus is in a Taurus, one of the Earth signs. We're moving into Virgo season, of the Earth signs. So, you know, the Earth is about what we produce. It's about what we own, what we earn. You know, it is all these themes of the land and money, isn't it? And and um it, and the it, harvest
1: or the no harvest.
0: Harvest or the no harvest. It's what it's the basics of life, really. It's the essentials. Yeah. Um, it's what holds us firm, you know, what keeps us feeling secure and safe as well. Um, you know, go out and walk on the earth, ground on the earth when there's um, earth, earth season. So what do we think about the new moon? I mean, it's it's quite an exciting new moon, actually, isn't it? Don't you think it's got a lot of energy?
1: <laughs> uh, do You think so? I mean, I, I uh, I'm just looking at it and thinking it's it's making kind of it's makes a direct square to Mars. That's Which what I mean. Really interesting because, of course, the big news this month is Mars going into Gemini forever. Uh, it'll be there till March. Mars yeah. is going to be there in Gemini till March. And as you know, it's normally like five weeks. So Mars being in Gemini that long is significant. Of course, Mars, every two and a half, two years or so, Mars spends a really long time in a particular sign. That's its rhythm um mm-hmm. and this time it happens to be gemini which is uh, actually really interesting these are and at this new moon i think we'll see it begin to show it's uh what's going to happen because marx brings action so it means that there's going to be action in the gemini part of your chart of everybody's yeah. life wherever yeah. that falls that's yeah. where the action is going to be and the reason you're going to see that action very much at this new moon is eight because of the square and both the moon and the sun and Mars are all ruled by Mercury, which is making a beautiful trine to that Mars. Right. So it may be quite a smooth, okay, this is what Mars and Gemini is going to be like. These are the themes which Mm. will be different for different people, but I think we can definitely say there's going to be a lot about communications, information, young people, People may be getting, I mean, I'm wondering if young people are going to start rebelling, fighting back. There's this uh, don't pay, can't pay, won't pay. I can't remember what it's called about the energy issue. Yeah. There's actually going to be some, the revolution that you want, Sally. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit stirring in, in people's language, at least.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is interesting, isn't it? Cause it's, I, I often think of Mars and Gemini as a war of words. Yeah. You know, you, you start the war verbally, <laughs> you know, you, you start speaking up. It's like you get assertive, you know, it's a, it's, and words can be a weapon as well. I mean, that's, you know, that's a real kind of clear symbol of Mars and Gemini. Also, I think on this new moon, you know, new moons, they seed things, they're, they're beginnings. So consider what you're saying yes to or what you're starting at the end of August as well, because whatever you say yes to, you're likely to be involved in deeply for the next seven months while Mars is in Gemini. For Gemini's in particular, I think it's really, really important um, because it's in your star sign. Um, you know, you could yeah. I don't, you could be training for a marathon or cause it's a physical Mars is physical as well. And, mm. um, and also for Pisces, it's interesting, isn't it? Fourth house, um, yeah. you know, what's what's beginning, what what new chapter at home or for Virgo, it's to do with your career. I mean, again, the mutable signs, so Sagittarius as well, it's to do with relationships. I think for all four mutable signs, there's a lot of power here. There's a lot of, right, what are you going to stand up for? What are you going to start? What are you going to initiate and use that, Mars and Gemini? It's almost like also, I think, committing to something making a promise being accountable you know tell someone what you're doing and and you know hold yourself accountable as well Um,
1: yeah I think this Mars and Gemini I have to say I think it's actually very good for for Sagittarius for instance if your relationships have been in the doldrums this is going to give them a kick yes (laughs) Um, it really is and it may start then or begin around then, which is already the end of August is very soon. And that will continue and unfold. And there will be ups and there will be like a, a slack period when Mars goes retrograde, but really it's about giving you the opportunity. And again, this is true for everybody, wherever it is in your chart to, to actually really put energy and build something. And also there's that point in a building process when you need to change your mind and make adjustments. And that will come when the Mars goes retrograde at the end of October. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's um, um, so the last two months of the year and the first half of January are when Mars is going to be retrograde. So it's worth kind of holding that in, in your mind. Also, the other thing I like with this new moon is that Mars is moving to make um, a lovely sextile aspect to that Jupiter in Aries, um, which perfects on 1st of September. So again, I think, you know, during this new moon on the 27th of August and then, you know, moving to that sextile, we are, you are, <laughs> everyone's going to get an idea again of what this Mars is going to be about in your life, what you're going to say yes to, I think, as well. Um, so for Aries, it feels really important. I mean, Mars is in Aries communication sector, Jupiter in Aries. So that's about, you know, starting something new, starting, I don't know, podcast or blog or a website or getting out in your community and playing a role there, bringing people together. And I do, I was going to say, I do like the idea of the young people as well.
1: uh, Yeah. And I actually think for, for Aries, again, there's something about partnership um, because it's, this is Mercury ruled. um, You know, the, the new moon is Mercury ruled, the Mars is Mercury ruled and Mercury is there in your partnership sector. So it may be that they're, someone new comes into your life or a young person that you want to partner with or whatever. But Mm. I think that also comes in for Aries. I I agree. I think it's very um, exciting for Aries in particular. I think it's pretty exciting for Virgo actually, don't you? Yes. Um, You know, because there you are, that's, it's going across your mid heaven. You know, you, you may, something may happen with your career um, there may be sort of more money involved. You may be able to get some more money out of this. I can see the money comes in. Mm. There's a lot going on. Um,
0: yeah, it's also, I think there's it could be a theme of um, changing direction as well on this new moon. Something new comes in and, yeah. and you set off on a new direction. I think it's also important just to, to kind of say that Mercury has just moved into Libra um, mm. before this new moon. I think it moves in on the 26th of August, so you know you, we have got this Mercury in Libra is playing the role of the mediator, the the yeah. diplomat, the smooth talker. Most um, so
1: of retrograde not, though.
0: It does, but okay. I think you can still, particularly on this new moon, use that Mercury in Libra, particularly for the Libras. You yeah. know, you know who you're going to schmooze, who you're going to charm,
1: um, and it could be a very big fish that you're going to be charming it Libra, could by the way it someone could. really quite important whether that's a lover or a vip like a some important boss mm-hmm. you seem to have that ability to i mean also for libras just as a very basic thought this is an awfully good time with this mars going into your ninth your ninth house for you to start a course of study okay mm-hmm. or to go on a or to take a year out and go on a pilgrimage and go traveling something yeah. like that yeah it's like it can be really mind expanding for librans i think mm-hmm. this kind of long transit of mars you may find that you're changing your philosophy changing your ideas mm-hmm. um, and you make it a feel of that at this new moon but the new moon for libra of course is in there 12 which mm-hmm. is also interesting so that shift may be quite internal
0: mm-hmm yeah it's yeah and that's it's often a a time of preparation, isn't it, when you're kind of thinking things through working things out, working out the details, getting ready for Libra season, which starts in a month's time mm-hmm. um but don't wait till then, get things going before then,
1: <laughs> yeah. and also the you know for Aquarius, this long sojourn of um Mars and Gemini is quite fun, you know? yeah. It's play, It's play, <laughs> sports, it's whatever gives you uh, joy. You yeah. know, do more of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It can another be another person.
0: It could be a love affair. It could be uh, a child in your life who becomes really important, you know, in your life. I mean, it, it is doing the things that give you pleasure and joy for Aquarius.
1: Yeah. Which is nice because you've had Saturn in your sign for ages, which is, can be, even though it's your ruler, it can be a bit of a downer. Mm Mm, um, you
0: know, it's saying yes to you know it's it's committing to joy isn't it and pleasure
1: it's saying yes and saturn is often saying no isn't it <laughs> so if you're fed up with saying no you've got somewhere you can say yes Aquarius.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah quite an interesting one um for scorpio mars in gemini um yeah Mars being scorpio's ruling planet might be about money making money or you know, investments, debt, joint ventures. I mean, it's the money sector, but it's also, it's very much linked to the house of the Zodiac, the house of the chart that's um, Scorpio. So it's taboos, it's hidden things. It's Mm -hmm. the esoteric, it's, you know, life beyond the veil. So, you know, Scorpio might be writing a crime novel or going deep into Ouija board stuff, whatever, but it's kind of, it's really emphasizing that Scorpio side of life, for Scorpio.
1: Yeah. It's saying go do your Scorpio stuff, Scorpio. Yeah. Whether that is dealing with other people's money, or becoming a you know witch, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, or studying to become a witch. You know, it's it's dive deeper into that. Yeah. Um, Pisces yeah. might move house. You know, it's yeah. always a possibility when you've got Mars going across that part of the chart. Well, finally, or finally, their move family.
0: Finally tell their family what they think about them. <laughs> it could be, you know, because yes. Mars is anger as well. It's passion and anger. So wherever it falls in your chart, there's, there's there could be a theme of conflict or standing up for yourself or being assertive. It's like I'm not putting up with this any longer. Um, it's definitely disruptive, isn't it, oh, um, yeah. Morris?
1: It's yeah. not going to be... Uh, smooth sailing unless you you could you know embracing the mars energy is an important thing to do in that part of your life Mm. which and what is the mars energy it is can be quite angry but it's action energy um it's it's suggesting that not only will action take place in that area but maybe you should be taking action there Mm. in order to ride that marsy wave
0: yeah and it is, I think, another theme for me of Mars in Gemini is walk your talk. Mm. It, it brings action and words together, doesn't it, as well? Um, so it's do what you say, I always think, with Mars in Gemini. It's strong. It's quite a strong placing. I like it. I'm Mars in Gemini, actually.
1: People with Mars in Gemini, I live with someone with Mars in Gemini, and their words can be bullets. You know, They can be very direct yeah. and unaware sometimes of just how. Um, how strong their words are. Just point that out, and especially I would say for Aries at this point that your words are loaded. Yeah, and uh, and you're able to be very um, attacking if you need to be, and sometimes mm -hmm. you do need to be attacking with your words, or at least very precise. Yes.
0: I think also for me, you know, once we get into Mars retrograde, which I mean, isn't to talk about for now, but it is sometimes you need to be careful with Mars and Gemini, what you say or what you write, uh, because it could come back to bite you on the butt kind of thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I I would say start being careful now. Okay. Yes. Set a fire with your, set your words on fire. So you want to use that fire productively. And not just spaff it around, you know. Not scatter. Not we don't want a scattergun approach. You want mm. to targeted, focused, and think about what you do with words. Mm. Uh, and that does apply to everybody, but I would say especially for Gemini's themselves and for Aries, um, in particular. And you know, Sagittarius, you may have that coming at you. You know, you may have people being quite aggressive with you.
0: Mm, uh, it's yeah, and. You know, Sagittarius maybe end up in some kind of competitive situation during this time. I mean, that that can play out in different ways. It could be, you know, you're pitching against someone for a a contract, or it could be that you're, you know, you throw yourself into a sport where you're literally opposite a competitor. You know, you you throw yourself in. I don't know. You start to learn tennis this time because it's Gemini's the hands as well, and you're up against tough
1: competitors. Um, and maybe be to... go on. Yeah. It can give you, I mean, this is going to make me sound like Tony Robbins. Is it Robbins or Robbins Robbins? Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. It gives you the edge if you've <laughs> got, where you've got Mars, right? So Gemini's, man, you've got the edge, yeah. right? You've got yeah. that extra firepower that can, it's like, or it's more like Mario Kart. I don't know if you play anything. Like I've just been given you this Mario know. Kart. It's terrible. Yeah. I'm addicted. Um but, you know, you get that extra boost of energy. Yeah. So off you go um, with that Mars giving you the fire. So Gemini really gets the has the edge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Cause I, I find it because Virgo is such a different energy. You know, this, this Virgo season is very different. I mean, Virgo is kind of subtle, <laughs> discerning. Yeah um much gentler I think um Virgo but there's Mars crashing in so wherever the Mars is that's where the action is in your chart I think we should move on a bit and have a look what else is coming up okay just kind of aware of um I mean this there's the the new moon kind of leads us into September Mm. um and then Venus moves also moves into Virgo
1: that's nice. I always yeah. think that Venus likes Virgo. I don't know. Yeah. I just I think it's a nice place for her to be. It's nice for Virgos. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe it's because it's my opposite sign. So okay. people like me more when Venus is Virgo. It's the opposite for sign for Pisces. Mm.
0: um Yeah, it happens on the fifth of September. So and then we'll be there for the rest of this season. It's interesting because it's not you know there's. Venus is meant to be best in Pisces, isn't it? Where yeah. it can that's unconditional love, all giving. Whereas in Venus in Virgo can be a bit more choosy about Yeah. <laughs> about,
1: you know. It's supposed to be, isn't it, in fall and something else awful traditionally? You know, you have to be really careful with how these things sound so much worse than they are. Is it in detriment or fall? I can't remember. In it's the- in fall. Fall. Which so it's like, oh, of course it's ultra bad. But I don't think it's ultra bad at mm. Virgo at all. I think that actually you, uh, I know a lot of people with Venus and Virgo who are really wonderful craftspeople. Yeah. Um. I mean, like just excellent. Yeah. And it gives you an excellence about beauty that yep. is really marvelous. So, you know, if you're hiring a makeup artist, you want the one with Venus and Virgo. I mm, who's going to be meticulous and make it absolutely perfect and beautiful. And there's something about that energy, which is really lovely.
0: And Venus in Virgo, you know, Virgo is the sign of it's incredibly caring and kind and being of service. Hmm. So Venus in Virgo does kind of, you know, it emphasizes that as well. Um, Being devotional or, you know, giving to people as well, which I think that's hopefully one way that Virgo season is going to play out that we, kind of, you know, we learn to share what we have and and we learn to take care of people. I think that's going to be so important moving forward and not, you know, that other going back to Uranus in a way, I think sometimes Uranus is so independent on, you know, you feel cut off on your own. And actually what Virgo, Virgo is kind of more give to people, sort of, you know, these these kind of quiet gestures. I don't know, leave, leave some fruit on someone's doorstep. <laughs> It makes me feel of that, you know, just, oh,
1: do the little gestures mean a lot with Virgo as well? Yeah. Um, Well, Virgo knows how to do them, right? Knows how to make the small things count. And the the small mean things as well, let's be honest. Um, Those little pricks, microaggressions can be quite Virgoan, can't they? Um, they, It's a critic as well, Virgo, isn't it? Absolutely. But I want to get back to your point about Uranus in Taurus, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, as you say, can be surreal, can cut you off from reality. All of this Virgo season now, we've got the sun making quite nice aspect. It's another earth sign. So it's kind of drawing, maybe drawing the Uranus back in. It's less harsh than what we've been experiencing during Leo season. Mm. So, and then Virgo uh, Venus makes a really nice aspect to Uranus on the 20th of um, September. So later on down the line. Yeah,
0: and and there's a Sun Uranus trine as well on the 11th of September. So the earth signs are working together, aren't they? Kind of bringing bringing really helpful.
1: Um, Really helpful. It kind of mellows the whole thing, mellows a very kind of tense and anxious atmosphere, I think, that we've had all summer. Mm. Um, And I'm not saying it's going to be much more mellow, but it gives because of the Saturn Uranus square continues. Uh, But I feel that it it is a more mellow. Yeah,
0: no, I I agree. I agree. It's kind of moving. I think I'm hoping September's less discombobulated and all over the place, because August has been, quite frankly, weird. (laughs) I quite like a bit of, oh, you know, settling or feeling more connected, feeling more um settled inside as well. I felt very unsettled inside. I'd like to feel a bit more sort of connected, inner and outer. Yeah. Um that would be really helpful and grateful for that. Thank you. Um
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I can guarantee that. I, I was, I'm sitting here looking a little bit dubious because July was pretty discombobulating as well. So we've had two cancer season and Leo season. Mm. And pretty uh surreal. Again, I, I come back to that word surreal. Yeah. And I, Surreality continues, but at least it's like maybe slightly mellower. Although, I also think that Mars and Gemini can be, as you say, it's a war of words and it's going to come in with like this pop of energy. Um, because see, you know, he's in there for the long haul and he's going to be making changes. Um, mind you, I quite like the as you say, there's a sextile on the first of September between Mars and jupiter which is nice Mm -hmm. jupiter is continuing in his retrograde motion in 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 aries Mm -hmm. Um, so that's still important for like libra and the other cardinal signs wherever that's falling in your chart so for libra's obviously its relationships are continuing to be quite an important theme this year um so i get the full moon up which is yeah pisces yeah, on September the 10th. And just to
0: say the cardinal signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn. Um, so you've got Jupiter in kind of the key. I mean, when, you know, that means you've got Aries is Jupiter's in your personal sector, Cancer, career, Libra relationships, Capricorn, home and family. So it's kind of the, you know, the core axis. Um, that's where you've got and Jupiter retrograding often gives second chances as well, because it's going back, you know. But anyway, that's Jupiter. And this is this is the full moon, which is um, on the 10th of September. And it's a really important date as well, isn't it? Because as you can see in this full moon, if you're watching on the video, um, Mercury, the communication planet, turns retrograde on the same day on September the 10th, it turns retrograde at eight Libra 55 and we'll move back into Virgo and turns direct in Virgo on October the 2nd. So we're moving into a Mercury retrograde phase um, on the same day as a full moon. That is a little bit crazy, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And also it's opposite to that Jupiter that we were just mentioning. Which in flames emphasizes. Yeah. And so, I mean, one thing about this Mercury retrograde is we're already in the shadow of the Mercury retrograde from the beginning of the period that we're talking about, which is yep. when the sun goes into uh, Virgo on the 23rd of August, pretty much we're kind of getting towards this um, Mercury retrograde. So in certain, in a certain area of your life, things may be slowing down and you're having to rethink. And again, this is why I, uh, another reason I think we should be careful about our words from quite early on mm. because not only is mars now in gemini the sign of words yeah uh, but mercury is already slowing down and thinking about going retrograde yeah True. so on the one hand it does mean that you're going to be able to undo some contracts that you may have got yourself into which is very Libra. you know the idea of a contract with another person or a deal or whatever um but on the other hand i think you need to be careful about what you've said before then. Um, I, see yeah,
0: that- I I just want to say that and I just want to pick up on that point that you said undo some contracts. Do you mean undo them while Mercury's retrograde?
1: Yeah, if you wanted to.
0: Oh, okay, interesting.
1: I mean, take advantage of the retrograde. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just other people doing stuff to you, but you're thinking, okay, Mercury's retrograde, I'm going to go back on something that I, you know, an agreement I made that I think was a mistake, mm. you know?
0: I um, mean, there is there is a theory with Mercury retrograde that, you know, Mercury retrograde is a time when things are hidden and you're chopping and changing your mind. So yeah. really, you shouldn't make the big decisions until Mercury turns direct October the 2nd. But, you know, I see what you mean by saying that and where you're coming from by saying that. And also because it's in Libra, it does feel like kind of taking a step back from a contract or a partnership certainly- or a relationship.
1: Let's put it like this, I certainly wouldn't be making contracts.
0: No, okay.
1: Uh, and I would be looking very carefully at contracts.
0: Yeah. Agreed. And
1: unstitching them, yeah. editing them, cutting the bits out that I don't like, and then making the actual agreement on the second of October. Okay. But definitely this is not this is the time to think, actually I might have been wrong, especially if you're a Libra, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I might have been wrong about this. And also, if you're an Aries, it's like that person that you made the contract with may not be quite as reliable as you thought. Yeah, it may not be going in the direction that you thought. So just have that expectation that it's not all going to be clear. Um, And and
0: also just to, you know, I think uh, uh, it's very legal, isn't it? This.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's why we're (laughs) talking about The
0: scales of justice, Jupiter is the planet linked to the law. So there could be,
1: you know, the law turns as well. There is you know. going to be lawsuits. I mean, it'll be interesting yeah. just following that. It's very political as well. And this mm-hmm. is just after our stupid um, Tory leadership thing. Um, and we'll see who wins. Who um, yeah, Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But there may be some legal... You know, it's at, it, and when we get into Libra season in this country, which is next season, but Mercury's already there in advance, that's the party conferences season, which is very political. So that's all the big major parties have their party conferences during Libra season. Mm. Mm. Uh, because Libra is one of the political science, but particularly in Britain, where there's lots of Libra uh, prime ministers have we've had lots of Libra prime ministers. Yeah. Um so there's there may be legal issues here. And if you're in a lawsuit or something, you've got both Mercury retrograde and Jupiter retrograde mm. opposite each other. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it's it's, mm. it's
1: things can turn around.
0: Yeah, and it's it is, you know, this is because often when Mercury turns retrograde, there's a key aspect. It kind of it, it connects with the planet three times. So September the third, Mercury before it turns retrograde is opposite Jupiter. Then it turns retrograde on this full moon, emphasising this Mercury-Jupiter opposition. Also, Mercury's ruler of the sun in Virgo, Jupiter's ruler of the moon in Pisces. So really powerful on this full moon. Then there's another opposition on September the 18th, both retrograde. And there'll be a final opposition on October the 12th when Mercury's direct again. So something is really playing out where there's these twists and turns and I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to know necessarily or you may not know what's going to come of um, a lawsuit, a contract, a partnership until October, actually.
1: Yeah, I agree. So- and yeah. I, I wouldn't put my eggs in one basket, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting also that we're getting into the season. Again, Libra, it's actually more of a Libra thing of um you know, money doing funny things again. Of the markets going, whoa! Yeah. And I, I suspect that's also this Mercury is a, is rules the markets.
0: Yeah, Mercury retrogrades often a time when the markets go a bit up and down. Um, they? it's going to be
1: not a bit. It's I would suspect it's going to be a lot because Jupiter's yeah. involved.
0: Yeah. So really interesting. For Virgo and Pisces, actually, the, you know, sun in Virgo, Moon in Pisces during this full moon, because the Mercury, Jupiter is your money sectors. So for both those star signs, you know, what's going on in your life around money? Why are the contracts? What are you trying to negotiate? It could take some time to negotiate it or work it out. Um, and you really need to kind of pay close attention to it, I think.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, the other aspect of this full moon is of course that the moon making conjunction to, or it's approaching Neptune. So Mm -hmm. there's a very, it's very, could be just a very beautiful uh, full moon as I associate Neptune with with sort of grace and it's coming away from uh, Juno. So for, you know, for Virgos, this may well just be about partnership. Um, a beautiful relationship mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but in general that uh, the moon neptune combination is really lovely and the sun is shining a light on that mm-hmm. full moon um, mm-hmm. you know it's a great full moon to go see a concert outside you know
0: mm-hmm. or to um, write poetry or you know yeah. to an art gallery or but yeah, really using the beauty of that. I agree, and the imagination. It's the the moon and Neptune are so similar, aren't they? They're both great reflectors. So you know, the imagination and, and let that kind of run wild during this full moon. Yeah, a trip to the seaside. Yeah. Um. But there's also you know with this because the Sun Neptune opposition perfects on the sixteenth, so you know almost a week after this. Mm when we've got, then we're in Mercury retrograde territory. So then again, we have to be, it's kind of just be careful what you believe, isn't it? Or, you know, there's, there's then a theme of Mercury retrograde, Sun opposite Neptune, some untruths or things dissolving, betrayals maybe. And again, it's it's going to take time. You need to let let that sort of unfold mm. and and explore it, see where it leads you and really kind of make decisions not during this full moon at all, <laughs> but well, when Matt turns direct at the beginning of October.
1: Um, also, there's the, um, this the, you know, they talk about floods, right? They've been talking about floods here because we've had this drought. The ground is very, very hard. and We're going to have a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. This is quite a rainy uh, sort of full moon. Um, just saying.
0: Yeah, and well, water's needed, isn't it? Yeah, but we want the water. We'll be probably deluge of it.
1: Exactly. Um, but I, I, I think I find it rather beautiful because it's got the sun and Venus and one on one side, and the uh, moon and uh, Neptune on the other.
0: Mm, it's very. It feels very creative, doesn't it? For Taurus yeah. Scorpio, I think it potentially very creative time. This full moon as its creativity sector. Yeah. um, As well. Um, And also, I mean, interesting one for cancer. Because the the moon rules cancer. And that's, you know, you've got when you've got the moon in um, a water sign that can and the moon is your ruling planet, it really feels like you can tap into that imaginative, emotional, creative aspect of it and, and, you know, really go on a kind of it could be a, a proper trip it could be a trip away because it's your travel sector but it might be a kind of flight of fancy it might be you know you you're taking your imagination somewhere for cancer um, a head
1: trip a head trip yeah for the for cancerians it might well be and if you're you know if you're a writer or something like that you work with your imagination it's fantastic for cancer mm,
0: taking cancer. yourself out of reality yeah. It's a very big theme, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah. What's reality and what's surreal? I mean, we it's it's kind of we keep coming back to this. It's sort of almost playing out at this full moon as well.
1: Well, the full moon also makes a nice kind of sextile trine to Uranus again. So all of that have quite harsh Uranian energy that we experienced in August at the August full moon, and this one becomes softened you know so if you had some kind of breakthrough which i think a lot of people did around that full moon in august mm-hmm. you may be able to apply it more gently and the breakthrough may have been a breakthrough in understanding or a breakthrough in a relationship wherever that breakthrough was yeah um you were able to apply it more gently now in yeah. that, this full moon mm-hmm. and it's, sort of, it's like instead of releasing something like Pew, gasket and it all kind of comes out the steam bursts out it's like gently taking the champagne cork out and letting that the bubbles come out a little bit, you know, Mm. instead of a burst. Yeah. Um, So I feel that this, this full moon is, although, as we said, there's this really interesting Mercury Jupiter opposition going on, which looks awkward, actually. The full moon itself is, is quite uh, as a gentle, has a gentling Mm.
0: effect. Yeah it is kind of you know there's and find your escape as well i think a bit yeah you know. it's
1: the escapist <laughs> champagne well suggestion yeah. for the full moon oh,
0: and i mean i sometimes just kind of reading or binge watching something i just need to you need to get off the all the serious issues get away from them get yeah. away from them so um you know that feels like an important theme playing out yeah um, how are we doing on time? I think we've
1: probably been nearly talking for an hour. <laughs> I have actually completely lost track of time. Have um, you? So I yeah, because I'm in a surreal place. Okay. Okay. And because of the Saturn Uranus square, Saturn being the lord of time, and Uranus being the lord who messes with time. Yeah that's another thing that you another theme currently Yeah, is time going quickly and then slowly and then quickly and then slowly or or not going at quite the pace that you think it is that, yeah. that feels natural and mm. that's part of the unnaturalness. And I think that's a word that I would mm. use around Uranus back to the Uranus that we were talking about at the beginning of this, which is so powerful is the, is the, is unnaturalness, yeah. unnerving. Yeah. Yeah,
0: there's um, because I, I lost my watch actually on the beach. <laughs> yeah. I lost my watch on the beach, and I decided not to replace it. Yeah, I I never that. really know what time it is anymore, and I quite enjoy that. <laughs> Again, it's like, oh well, you know, let's not get so. Which kind of feels a bit like that theme of that full moon, doesn't it? Because Virgo wants the precision, but that moon Neptune just says, oh whatever, let's go with the flow. <laughs> when did you lose your
1: watch? Just out of astrological curiosity
0: well actually it was it was just before i went off to greece so it would have been the end of june it was a it was a while ago but it was this summer and it was oh. on the beach which kind of you know it was kind of like okay life's telling me i don't need to be so precise and on time oh, <laughs> you I could be, be, be more pisces actually like you christina and go with the
1: flow i've <laughs> never i have never worn a watch no okay great so People occasionally have given me a watch and i'm like why would you do that don't you know me <laughs> Arrive when I arrive. Yeah,
0: uh, Pisces. So yeah, so so there's there's those themes going on as well with the Virgo Pisces, isn't that? And the Saturn Uranus as you're talking about. Similar themes playing out, but um yeah, interesting months coming up. Really interesting.
1: I'm I'm I don't know, excite I'm excited to be having the Pisces full moon, which looks great. Um and I'm I'm relieved that we've gotten past that very anxious making yeah full moon in uh august you know yeah,
0: yeah so, that was a doozy a real doozy yeah. full
1: moon. deep breaths Tricky. and into the next uh into the next sign yeah so, see you next time
0: yeah see you next time thanks so much for listening in do share the podcast far and wide
1: and we'll yeah, see you yes. in secret season okay <laughs> see
0: you later Bye. bye